one size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at bluenile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. How do you protect your, yourself mentally? Yeah, no, so that's the interesting one. I think, uh, so I've had lots of ups and downs over the years, but I think my children, when I had children, I kind of grounded me. Um, I don't know, really. I think it's really interesting. So I worked at, a, I worked at a, a, um, Little Havens, this amazing uh, hospice in Benfleet, and I did that at weekends to get extra experience and to support because we've had another, we had a baby and is it a children's hospice? Yeah. It's amazing. But they also do like long term when people just want to have respite as well. But it's not just saying it because I'm online or anything, but they're amazing and it's one no, of the best jobs. Amazing. Yeah, one of the best jobs I had. But so when a kid had um uh gets cancer or something, you there's no one to get angry you can't get annoyed or take out your events it can happen to anyone with safeguarding you kind of can look at it and make sense of it yeah and you can kind of rationalize it so that's how i do it i rationalize it but with something like cancer or something or an illness there's nothing you can do about it. there's no one i can kind of get frustrated at or i can't logically think how's that happened but so i guess what i do i just have to be rational about it and i i do talk to my wife about it um but i don't know i think i don't know i think what so when i first started in hospital this nurse said to me my best advice is for you, never take anything home. And we all do it. We've all had cases yep. we remember. We've had all days where we remember the person. But So I've always tried to do that. I have a long train journey and I read and that kind of gives me a time to kind of shut my head what off. What do you read? Um, I read loads of stuff. I've read... I've just, I just. What's you, your favourite? What's my favourite? Oh, put them the just say because I never get to talk about books. I read um, a lot. We should do a book week. I, I read I loads. Got, yeah, so I, I, I read like 50 books last year, but I can't uh, remember them. Yeah, I I've do. got a pile uh, of I, maybe I 50 or 100 I've, books that I'm looking at and uh, thinking yeah, about I reading. I've got more uh, at Christmas as well. I, just, I can't get around to it. I yeah. do of 50. But reading is, um, is my. Wet, um, when I started to kind of pull my life together, reading yeah. was my salvation. Basically. Yeah. So I never used to sleep well, um, and I never used to, be able to switch off basically to go to bed. Mm. Uh, and and then I met my wife, and she would go to bed reasonably early, and it'd be like, oh shit, what am I going to do now? 
can't sit up and get drunk all the time because <laughs> I don't want to to think yeah. I'm shit. So I just started reading. And then ever since then, I've, I've read, I just devour books. And even now, like I read it. I don't read it at weekends when I get drunk, but I read every night. Yeah, no. Like, I read like, like I read for an hour, two hours. So I th- actually, the last book I read before the one I just read was Five, which was about the, the, the victims of Jack the Ripper. Uh, yeah, oh, so that's amazing. Yeah, so it, the idea of it is the more we talk about Jack the Ripper, the more we forget about the actual people that were killed. So it talked about their stories, so every one of them and their story. What factually? Yeah, yeah, and um, you kind of visualize these women, and obviously, um, they some of them are married, but it was a time where um, men could almost let uh, you get divorced, and they were kind of put into workhouses. So it kind of gave you that visualize that um so that was one that's probably one of the last ones i read and i was like wow so you read on the way home and that kind of in the way there yeah and i listen to music as well and i listen to the podcast as you well do, yeah. obviously oh, you do. Yeah. Yeah. yeah um but yeah I, I i think that's my time to kind of switch off and then <clears throat> yeah and then you come home and you haven't got much of a choice because you've got your kids there and then yeah your normal life takes over it's funny my wife is a probation officer as well oh, okay so that uh like she like even today she was really frustrated with the system not mm. going how you want it to go and then and basically she was like just talking and I'm playing a murdering game on my phone <laughs> what murdering game <laughs> I'm have obsessed you got on your phone? with murdering but why is there a game about it what have you uh, what, uh, like... it's like uh, uh, when you have to go and do a robbery and oh what like Grand Theft Auto sort of yeah that kind of thing I'm not the last I never better. play games I never play games but I found myself because I've been ill I'd not really been able to focus yeah. on TV because you know so, in Mario Kart, like them shells probably really hurt people. Like you still oh, like no, no, but that's a kids' game, isn't it? But what I find <laughs> is, uh, yeah. But then my wife was really frustrated, and she just needed to say it. And there is a benefit to the fact that we both know. Yeah, definitely. So she says it, and I'm like, oh fuck, I know. There's yeah. nothing you can do. So what does your wife do? Uh, so she was, she was in fact, she works at a, a, a local tea rooms, but she's in fashion by historically um did she go to college yeah she went to uni she went to i can't believe she got what college did she go to uh she went to south end college i think i oh, should she? remember that but she went fashion department i went far at tech there was oh, a fashion okay, department yeah. there. i've got quite there. a few friends around your way and i, I oh, made okay. friends with them all then oh uh, yeah so she she's in fashion and um yeah she dresses the boys and they always look super cool but yeah she's in fa- i can talk to holly and I guess in some ways it's good because she doesn't really understand how it is and she can just say it from like as a human being and yeah. she doesn't have to, I think it's I, I try not to talk about it too much you can't talk about it too much because of work anyway mm. but um, if I've had a bad day I can tell her but I don't know really what I, I used to run but I do you, I think you have ups and downs of it don't you you just kind of I think you, truthfully as you get home and your kids are there and you kind of just concentrate I've just got this amazing knack like, I don't know like I used to work, my primary job was working with young people who had committed awful sex offences. Mm. And like, to a lot of people, that would be like the worst job you could possibly do. And they'd be like, and you're mental. Yeah. But like, you're doing this. But I used to just, I, I used to, it basically it was just stories, wasn't it? It's like people telling me the stories of their lives and me trying to make sense of it. And then say to them, well, that bit's not true, is it? You know, like, reflecting yeah. back the gaps. Yeah, definitely. And um, and I used to find it fascinating. 
Um, but I did that day in and day out for like five years. Yeah. And then, but it never really seeped into my brain particularly. I could just, I could always just go, well, that's that. And and I think it was because I was mental, I was more bothered about me. So that when mm. I left, I'm like, oh, but I feel like shit. You know, it, it, like yeah. the, the job kind of was very separate. I could really separate it. Then we had children and my wife, Obviously, works with people who have committed serious sex offence, but adults. And um, she, since we had kids, she finds it loads, loads harder. Yeah, I think, yeah, but I didn't particularly because it, it just made me think. Well, we we don't touch any of those indicators. We're fine. Yeah, yeah. I think that's it. I I, I think I love. I do love my. I don't. Remember, I do love my job, though it can be quite sad and dark and everything. But I do enjoy what I do, and uh, I want to do the best, like we all do. But I think. Yeah, I don't know. You you have to. You just have to like say. I think I can detach quite easily. But everyone has a case where you remember something. I think that's part of yeah. human. Yeah, I have a few. I yeah, you you'll always remember. Yeah, quite shocking. Yeah, until the till back till I'm a lot older, I'll always remember these people. But I think you. I think it does. It does. You do take it subconsciously. It must be. It's always sitting there. I mean, it's a journey. I away. tell you what always sticks with me though mm. is that I don't believe there are monsters. Yeah, like um, behavior comes from somewhere. You know, like earlier we were talking about parents and shit like that. Yeah, and you think if someone is really, really, they're messed up for a reason. They've they've done something that completely breaches all of our social norms and taboos, but they've done it for it's come from somewhere. Yeah. So the idea that actually, in many ways, everyone's a victim. Mm. Uh, and that helps me separate out so it's like there's no such thing as a monster I, I stand by that uh, you know no one is a monster they are a product of something yeah uh, I, yeah definitely I think that's a and I and I, I think I have the same view and I've worked I've met people obviously domestic abuse and kind of uh, kind of sex offenders I've worked alongside and I, and I kind of have that same attitude and I can I do think there's a reason I think you get the odd person who has so for some reason they've network in their brains gone haywire but i think generally that is due to their their, their parenting from whatever's gone on or uh, uh, someone from another family or just someone else and so i think some people are like that though some people are like you can feel sympathy but they're still cunts though (laughs) some people are right cunts and you're like well you know i can see why it happened but you're still a proper cunt yeah i think yeah i obviously work and i think yeah so i kind of detached from I try not to think like that but but I think I think as nurses or anyone when you work in the public we all have our views it's just you know I've got my perception of a human when I meet them and everything but I don't let that show when I work with them I don't work with people so much now I, I work I supervise like colleagues and everything but I used to not try and put my thoughts of what I think is right or wrong to them like I do, well that's yeah. I think that's the, the important thing quite often when you're working with people um, it's really easy to put on your own morality mm. onto other people. You think, well, I'm not. Luckily enough, my morality is fucked. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and it all comes back to my mental health. So the fact that I don't really put morality onto people, mm. I just try and look at their circumstances rather than anything else. But uh, if you then start putting your morality on it, then you're you're lost because it's like yeah, they, they, we don't live under the same morality. It must be difficult if you're having a bad day though, and you just like I have days where I just I've lost faith in all humanity, <laughs> and then you have to kind of like 
you sort of muscle up enough energy to walk into the situation or the conversation. You're like, all right, this, that, and everything else. And then they are kind of as expected because it's your mindset. It kind of like you're caught on the back. Yeah, no, definitely. must be difficult. I think I've had like previously, I've had some really bad time, like mental health and stuff. But I think whenever I'm at work, I can always detach. I've been able to do that. Um, if, if I'm really that, when if I was ever that low, I wouldn't go to work. I would have made it to work anyway, right. I, if I wanted to. But I think when I'm at work, I can detach from that. I just that's something I've been able to do. Especially clicking to work, man. Well, yeah, you, you have. But to, it is harder to, though because I find like if I'm at a low ebb, it starts chipping away at me. Mm, it mm. really does. Like you know, just everyone else's fucking drama. Mm. Because I, I, I just I kind of see life as drama and stories mm. and like that makes life wonderful but in the same respect it makes it pretty fucking dark and hard mm. and then if you're the if you're the like the, the gatekeeper of the stories yeah like if you're not a good ebb it can just gradually have you so how's, how does that work then so you, if, if that if that's the case how do you deal with that? You just don't go to work. Well, yeah, it does I've, happen. That yeah, happens yeah. to me. Sometimes. Yeah, I've been quite lucky. The last, I say, the last years, I've, I've been in the best place. I've been a long time, but I think, yeah, I have to be. I have had a time where I've just, I have to be realistic. So I can't go to work. Um, and so I've been quite blessed, hasn't? But when it did happen in the past, I would just not go to work. Um, Is there like, I mean, obviously, forgive my ignorance, but like, from when I was like recruitment consultant or whatever, and you walk in and go, oh, afternoon or whatever, yeah. or where were you? I saw you on Facebook on the piss or whatever. Is it more, people must be a bit more understanding on yeah, that I think, side of things. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think when I first started the hospital, I, I think when I first started the hospital, I would, I would never have said anything when I first started because, you know, that whole thing of being a guy and I think I should be tougher and everything. I remember feeling that no one put that on me. That was my inception. But mm. I think I did. Uh, yeah, I did. I think they did understand. I think being a guy in a hospital, a lot of times I was young when I, I was like 19 uh, and they kind of wanted to mother me. Uh, yeah, that's so always kind of, been my experience. Yeah, so I kind of was quite lucky really. They kind of yeah. looked out for me. I was like, and at the time I uh, had a, I, I lost a girlfriend in a car crash. Oh, and I was geez. in the car with her, but so this oh is where God. all the mental health stuff that. kind of really. You, what is that when you think it kicks in? Well, I, I think you know, so. There's a there's a couple of reasons. So this, so a therapist said it's survival guilt. So I had a twin sister of cerebral palsy, and yeah. then this girlfriend. She was driving. And I stepped out of the car. She didn't. So they think it's all about my survival that guilt. Makes sense. Yeah, it does. So I, when I was young, I had all this therapy. No one said it. Then finally, someone said it, and it made total sense. So. I think I started hospital within two, a few months that happened and then they were really mothering me and then I kind of just, yeah. So I think it's kind of, that's how I've, they've been quite, I've been quite lucky because mm. everyone knew me as the guy that I happened to. So I was quite well looked after. Yeah, of course. Mm. So I was reading, so uh, I've been reading a book by a man called Strymon. Okay. Uh, and he's massive, like, he's, he's a really brilliant writer and he, I saw a TED talk he did uh, it's a lot older than us. He mm. did a TED talk about like the realities of like proper depression. Yeah, and saying it, it's fucking hell. And um, and then I read a book. I, I he he wrote a book about it, and I read it. I finished it last night. I got it for Christmas, and um, he was saying uh, about like the kind of fundamental idea that depression comes from a loss. Yeah. of some sort yeah I've heard that uh, yeah. and we, we, we often apply that to uh, substance misuse as well mm. 
like there's a loss, you feel the loss with something, thus, uh, and that would obviously apply to depression. Yeah. Um, and then then you said that, and I'm like, well, yeah, then that's all clicking in. Yeah. That's all clicking in. And then you say, like, the kind of the uh, the, the survival guilt. Yeah, it's really, it was really interesting. But I'm, I'm, I, I think when I was a teen, I was a really happy kid, then as a teenager, I changed. I felt really uncomfortable at school. I felt yeah, different. I, did. I didn't, and I didn't know what it, I, for, for, for ages, I was like, do I, am I gay? Am I, I didn't know what it was. Yeah, I, I t- fucking yeah. hell, man. I fucking done exactly yeah, the I same. did all these things. I had this weird feeling in my head. I didn't I know what it was. Why, eh? Yeah, but I felt funny. And I remember feeling like that. And then I used to get, I used to, I had a couple of days off school because I was crying. And if I look at what's going on, like, Within my parents, my parents. I don't talk about it too much, no, but it definitely has had an impact if I look at it. But I remember feeling really strange. So that's when it started. But then, obviously, life chucked up. We've all had saucy oh, okay. crap. So but you I, reckon around like I was definitely when I was a teen. I remember just wanting to cry. I just felt so tearful. I didn't go to school. I was. I don't know. I just burst into tears, and it was I'm really just hard. Exactly yeah, it's horrible. Like you hear horrible. your scenes, and you're like, I don't understand what's going on with my body. Yeah. And then on top of that, I don't feel like I'm good enough. Yeah, yeah, and that, and and I think, and that's why when I went into school nursing, I we used to have to do puberty talks, and I we talk about the girls going for the change, but we talk about the physical stuff. We don't talk, talk about, about emotions. No, so we talk about you suddenly get hair, your balls drop, your voice breaks. They never talk about actually you feel really different. So mm. it's really important when I used to talk about it. It's like, actually, you will have days where you feel really funny. You'll be tired, you'll be angry. And that's okay. And I think we're, we're a lot better than that we were years ago. But I remember when I was at school, I thought something no wrong with me. Ever but it's like, I was an angry boy. Right. We're, we're just separating we yeah. throw them out of the class yeah. and it's like well it's not really ang- you know like if a girl was doing that they'd say well she's you know she's going through that, that, puberty yeah, she's yeah, changing yeah. That's so true she can't wow. manage her emotions but boys can't either yeah. no no, de- no I, I think um and your identity's skewed you know like you yeah, were saying yeah, yeah. am I gay I used to fucking think that yeah I didn't yeah I couldn't I, I knew I felt different um and I just, I didn't, I wanted, I wanted to, I wanted to find a reason why I felt different. I didn't, I couldn't accept that yeah, maybe exactly. I was striving. And that's yeah. at the time as well, where yeah. literally the pigeonholes are like football, this band, yeah. music, Everyone that else band, is having older girls. Watching that like yeah. 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 So exactly. I'm okay. yeah. Is that, it, so, I, I, yeah, as you say, I'm looking for an answer. Yeah. I'm looking you, for a reason. Yeah. And you say that was my kind of logic, but I, I yeah. And I, I it just, it just suddenly happened. It was really weird. I was quite happy. And then suddenly I wasn't. Uh, and yeah, but I was like, I had a big, I've got a big brother. I could talk to about it. Uh, my, actually I could talk to my parents at the time. And I think over the years, because I remember when I was younger, girls used to find it quite interesting, this dark character. Mm. But when they actually went out on me and realized I was actually not very happy, they didn't like it very much. No, I'm not, no one wants to be around. No, they, initially it's like, you know, when I think when we were at the age when the emos are coming out, whatever, and you like, it was quite cool You're to be. Not that old. How old are you? I'm 37. You're quite young. Yeah, how old are you? 43. Oh, fuck. I thought you were saying that. Don't look a day over. No, I know, I look young. Not true. But uh, yeah, so I think I remember all that going on, but when you actually got with someone, they were actually like, I don't like this. And then they'd go. But it, I think I, I I had to go. I went through loads of different stages. You grow up. Um, but it was, it was just a weird time. I just felt really weird. But me, I used to listen to music and I, used to, and I got what into film. What did you listen to? Well, the, I was just saying the verb, because my, my, uh, I was blessed with my brother 
because he was he's really into music and I used to do stuff. But at that age, I was into Verb and uh, I was straight away I was into Radiohead. You know, I'm totally obsessed with the Verb and Radiohead. Yeah, so I mean, like, yeah, Radiohead. Of, that's like, what I say. You came in, you came in. But like, I yeah. was like, fucking, he's you, one that's, of us. You got that signed, isn't it? That's, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. That's yeah. Nick McCabe's amp. Really? Oh, it? Yeah. And, uh, Northern Soul. and he oh, wow. has a lot of mental problems as well. Yes, he does. Yeah, he can and do. A lot, about it. Yeah, he can do a lot of gigs because of it. But um, the Northern's that Northern Soul album was my favorite. But I was Northern very much into. And then the original, I, uh, my dad used to put a lot of Beatles and everything. But Radiohead, and now I listen to quite a lot of film scores because I'm reading. But mm. music, uh, Holly, my wife's into hip hop, and I never really listened to it the last few years, and that's kind of amazing as well. So. I love it. Yeah, hip hop's got a lot more depth than you expected. The so. lyrics are like, amazing. Hip hop's yeah. kind of like I've I've had periods of being into hip hop, but it was I had a period. Yeah, and like, that's pretty much the only thing I like. For me, it's like the production because I like the production of everything. I yeah, like to yeah, imagine yeah, like yeah. where the samples yeah, have come yeah. from and stuff like. That. Not so much the lyrics and everything. The production else, but... can be amazing. Yeah, oh, 100%. Have you, yeah. have you heard that George the poet? Yes. Yeah, so he's yeah. got a podcast, isn't he? Yes, but he he looks at um. When, when rap, what rapid young rap guys are saying when they're with voice and lyrics, and he actually looks at it, what they're actually saying. They're not ang- they're not completely angry kids. There's an actual truth behind it. Yep. So he talks about what they're saying, and then he talks about what the government's been saying. And yeah, of course. He's really good at tying it up. Yeah, I, I, I work with a lot like of kids who they listen to draw music all day. Yeah, and I'm like, and my mates just going, and my mate who I work with Mark, and I love him dearly, and we both like we would much rather listen to pavement or, or yeah. radio is. Yeah, and. Uh, and he's going, oh, I fucking can't be doing with it. But I'm like... Yeah, but is it like... No, on, no, but they're, they're saying something like... in there. They're not... They're, they're, they're expressing a discontent. Mm-hmm. Like, I know it's all like, I'm fucking hard and I'm harder than him. But it's not... It's not... It's no. much more than that. Well, and the thing is, it's not too dissimilar from what, you know, if you listen to music, you know, we like. It's not too dissimilar from that. But they're just saying it in a different way. Yeah. But, you know, I'm not a massive grime fan at all. But Stormzy's lyrics are very clever and... Mm. There's no denying that he knows what he's saying, and and yeah, it, it gives young people voice, and it gives young men a voice as well, which it is, does, which is so important. It's exactly right, and a lot of people are going like, like gag people, gag experts say we should take it off of YouTube, but that kind of thing. You're like, well, no, that's basically soul music. Yeah, well, yeah, you know, we shouldn't be saying that. I listen to this guy called Fox, and he's absolutely amazing, and he talks about mental health and that kind of thing, but from like that kind of angle, and he's yeah. amazing. Yeah. So I think music's really important because music can elevate you. Yeah. Uh, it elevates you above your situation, your circumstances. Mm. Um, it's funny because I was thinking how music, for me, quite often, it took quite a lot of chat and therapy, really, I was talking about the idea that... Um, what what the music I like quite often was playing into my uh, playing into just backing up backing yeah. me up or it's just supporting the mood wasn't it what listening yeah. to sad music so you yes. listen to sad music rather than like happy they go well, I'm really sad so you don't feel like you're like you're alone mm. but in the same regard you're still getting that same stance on the world mm. yeah yeah you're, that you're still looking through the world in the same glasses 100% and it's yeah. like why would you get drawn to it but you get drawn to it because it because it, it, of solidarity and you, know, you need solidarity yeah but in many ways, it wasn't particularly helpful. No. It wasn't that helpful for me in many ways. What's weird is the worst days that I've had, like a few breakdowns. Yeah, yeah. I've not been able to listen to music. Like I found it frustrating that I couldn't find exactly what I wanted oh, in so that yeah. moment. 
yeah. kind of thing. You know, like almost like we were saying earlier about flicking through Netflix, and you can't find exactly yeah, what yeah. if you want something funny or something. You've Just seen it or whatever. Spot. And like it, the frustration of that alone, like has pumped me up another like forty percent because I've not been able to find that that yeah. feeling, that emotion. Like that, I've wanted to. But in the old to. days, you would have just gone back to your old albums. I still go yes, back true, to my yeah. old albums. Yeah. yeah. Like when I used to listen to Verve, I loved it because it was basically about heartbreak mm. yeah. uh, and about not feeling loved. And like that pretty much tapped into who I was. Mm. Um, and it, it, in many ways, it didn't. It, 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 um, it was a continuation. It just yeah. kept it going. So, I'm, I'm kind of quite sorry. I, I'm, mm-hmm. I want to probe a little bit. Well, so why don't we wait until the podcast is over to do that though? So, uh, um, <laughs> so, um, so your sister has cerebral palsy. Yeah, so I've like, worked with someone with cerebral palsy before. Yeah, yeah, my twin sister. Yeah, so we we I'm two minutes older. So yeah, so she yeah, so I was born and then Rachel was born two minutes later, but she wasn't breathing. So starvation to the brain, lack of oxygen, uh, obviously causes cerebral palsy. So. My parents didn't know for the first few months because she was just doing the same thing as me. And then suddenly she was doing these, they call about press-ups. And then uh, they went to doctors. It turned out she had cerebral palsy. So, and that was it really. So, yeah, it was quite... So that's quite difficult though for you. Because I'll tell you why I say it. Because my daughter's 12. Mm. She's fine. My son's uh, nine and he's got autism. Yeah. And I can really see like my, like that kind of push and pull with my daughter all the time. She's like, she wants to not be a wanker. You know, she wants to be, like, good and be cool with Jude. But Jude is really, really hard work and yeah. demanding in the same regard. And I, that's, and I can see that's really difficult for her. And I want to, and I try and take that away from her, but I can't. No. But I think, so I, yeah, I think, I think Rachel's obviously very easy as a person, but I was always... I, I remember when I was 18, I got tickets to go to some club and it's the first birthday we hadn't celebrated together and I felt really like a complete arsehole. And I just got wanked and came home really early because I felt so bad about it. I think it's... The thing is, Rachel's just Rachel to me. She's got Sarah palsy, but she's just my sister. And, mm. and I think your daughter will look at Jude like that because obviously you'll go... like t- Siblings go through hard times anyway, but if you're just keeping it normalised and he's, that's just one of Jude's way, he's just... She won't. So I'll say something about Rachel, and people are like, "You can't say that. She's got a disability." I'm like, "No, Rachel's my sister." Yeah, yeah I, I say that about my brother. Like. It doesn't make any difference. I'm not annoyed at Rachel cerebral palsy. I'm annoyed because she can be late when I want to meet her. And but she, we're really lucky. She's done really well, and she does loads of volunteering and everything. But it definitely had an impact on me. It. it I felt guilty for a long time, and I got angry about it. And I wished that for a long time. I wish it was me that had a disability, or I wish I had died in a crash. And then everyone else would be okay. And you'd start thinking he's just, it, it seems stupid to me now, but even when I go over it, I think actually it does make sense. But so I what was do it anything. that pulled you through? Um, what pulled me through? I don't know. I think, I, don't know, my, I guess my, my, my family were there. I, I, I don't know. I think nursing was obviously a massive impact because I, I, I could help people. Because I, I thought being sensitive and feeling different was a negative thing. Mm. And suddenly going to nursing, being sensitive was really important. So that was yeah. great. I think I think meeting Holly, my wife, like um, she is quite a tough lady. But I needed someone who would 
listen to me and understand I'm depressed, but actually also say you need to kind of look at this and be logical and do that. And having kids is a massive thing for me. When I became a dad, that changed a lot of things. doesn't mean that I'm happy all the time. I'm I'm at a very even keel. I'm, I'm not the most positive people. I'm always moaning, but that's fine. But they certainly helped me kind of take off that kind of self-loathing that I did in some stages because I couldn't do it because I couldn't do it to them so I don't want to be like me but then I start thinking well, why am I like this so it can God. go down there oh, yeah, so, yeah. You, I, so I, I think I, I, I think we all as any parent I think as dads we need to talk about it more because um, obviously we all know that impacts mums have but because of the way I am I'm always worried that my little one's going to be really sensitive but then I realise that's not a bad thing mm. but I do yeah you do go through it but I think my kids and my wife and my sisters and my brother really probably got me through it and probably drink at some periods of time in my <laughs> life as well, if I'm honest. So have you ever had any, have you ever been like, uh, had therapy? Yeah, yeah. So I had, I've had counselling. I had bereavement counselling, I had normal counselling. And then I, the one for me was CBT because it was that reflection. I had to work at it. Yeah. And I can still use it now. But why I like CBT is because it's quite like the nursing reflection. So when it happens in nursing, you reflect, it's called the Gibbs cycle. Yeah. So what happened how do you feel at the time how do you feel now what could you do differently and cbt is very much like that so because it went in my job it made sense so i used to think if someone walked past me laughing they're laughing at me mm. yeah, it's not logical but that was i was convinced if my friends said oh hi and they're in a rush CBT they hate me. is good because for it that, is logic it's yeah and, that, and that's yeah. what i needed so for me it was quite good because i could put some kind of logic to it and it was part of like a reflection so that cbt was my been my most positive therapy i know it doesn't work for everyone but you know, I don't, everyone has, I still have bad, and I think actually the, one of the big things was my brother said to me, I think I got so obsessed that I was down all the time that actually you do just have bad days as well. Everyone has a bad day. And Luke, my brother, really reminded me of that. There are times you've been really low and you're not doing well. But actually there's other times it's just, it's just a bad day. And that's trying to remind myself, what well, actually, when am I really low? And actually, when is it just a shit hard day? Yeah, I I think that's a really good bit of advice. Yeah, I know, he was brilliant for that. I think, I I feel that very much. Like, some days, I'm like, oh, I'm a fucking mess, I'm a fucking mess. And I'm like, well, I'm not. Just having a really shit day today. And, like, if I work it out, there's plenty of reasons why I'm having a shit day. Exactly, and that's reflection, isn't it? Like, we were talking about when you've gone through your recent things, and you're like, you know, how's it happened? And... Actually, you've talked about it. And actually, I'm not surprised. It's not. It, it's logical. And yeah. I was talking to someone earlier, and they were talking about what's going on. I'm like, well, what, what, what? I don't know why I was surprised. There's only so much you can take as a person. It's quite okay to say, actually, I'm struggling. Mm. So I think that's that's the thing. And actually, realizing everyone has a bad day. No one's. Yeah. I think a lot of it is time out. No mm. one is talking as explicitly as they probably no. should be, and it's all it's, seen to it, be I think nice and okay. Is, it's really it. We say that. But it's actually really hard to talk explicitly oh, yeah. about yeah. that, and um, like it's easy here because we all come here. That's why we're here. Yeah, that's um, true. But it's actually quite hard to do that because uh, most of the time, like you're you're trying to cope. Yeah. And then if you go, oh fuck, I'm not coping, then suddenly you realise, oh shit, I'm not coping. Mm. Yeah, definitely. So it's actually quite difficult to do that. Um, but it's trying to just fucking find find. Try, 
time the time to actually be honest. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I actually do it, but quite often. But the, the other thing is, though, is that, you know, I've never met you before yeah. and we're talking really honestly. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. it just shows it's totally doable. Yeah, yeah. and, I, and I, I think this is what, when I, when Brad started talking about this, is what's so good about this. You look at, listen to all your guests, they all have an openness. And I think this is the one thing that we have to do as men. And if you look at mental health of young men and kind of suicide rates, they've all gone up. Yeah. Um, obviously, there's a lot of young lads dying with knife crime, and I don't want to just forget about that. But if you look at the stats of young men killing themselves, it's a lot higher. Mm. Obviously, it's not as an interesting story to the public, or to the media. So I think talking is a massive thing. I'm not saying it's going to make it better, but you should, if we can have a platform to talk about it, and this is why this is important, I think. But the reason why people are, kill- why people are dying of knife crime is because they don't care about themselves yeah, enough. Yeah, yeah, that's what it comes down to, yeah. You know, like, like you know, fucking brass tanks. Yeah. Like, they don't care about themselves enough that, uh, you know, what's more important is that uh, they survive. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. You know, if they cared about themselves, they'd stay in. Mm-hmm. So, you that's know, the reality of it is, is that we're talking about people who don't, they don't, like, they're, they're self-destructive. Oh, yeah. They're self-destructive way. like I was self-destructive. Yeah. It's, it's no fucking different. Yeah. And they've been groomed as well. You know, when you think about when you're at a low point and someone come along and said all the right things, you'd be easily groomed. Yeah. Like I, someone said you could be in a band or play football, whatever. I would have followed it. And these guys have obviously been groomed. There's someone a lot higher up there making a lot of money out of them. And that's the thing. I think mm. that there's a common theme around, like, especially young gang members, uh, is that their, their experience is trauma. Mm. Uh, I put something on Facebook recently saying uh, about all, all addiction uh, is a result of trauma. Okay. Uh, it was uh, Russell Brand did something. Oh, yeah, I see that. I like and that. And I, I would say, you know, I would say, like, quite comfortably, like, I throw my hands up and go fucking punish me if I'm wrong, but I would say 95% of addiction is, is a result of trauma because mm-hmm. um, otherwise you you don't become addicted. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would say, like, most most people's, like, their negative behaviours are a result of trauma. Um, so you could argue that, like, most young gang members... They've experienced so much trauma for their lives, is that they get to a point where they don't really care about their lives. Mm-hmm. So they, they'll fucking stab each other. Yeah, of course. Yes. Because, like, your life's no more important than my life, yeah. and my life's shit, mate. Yeah. So it's like, I don't fucking care. Mm. Like, it, and I think we don't pay attention to that, that, that nugget of self destruction. Yeah. Definitely. I went to the doctors the other day, uh, and uh, about having the flu. It's just like, I need to. I can't go back to work. I'm fucked. I'm on my fucking knees. And he was like, all he was interested in was, uh, did I smoke? And I was like, yeah. right, my records all say I've got significant ongoing mental health problems since I was a kid. Um, the reason I smoke is because I don't care about myself. And I, I said, actually, you know, you probably got me at the right time. Because uh, I, I've started to care about myself, yeah. but I've only just started, mate. You need to give me yeah, some one fucking, day at a time. Yeah, no, give me a yeah. chance. I've yeah. only just started to feel like I'm worth something. Um, so that kind of idea of like that worthlessness and like, oh, yeah, I don't definitely. care. And like when you were talking about the stuff you've been through, yeah, it's like that all makes sense. Yeah, and I think it makes sense for you, Brad. No question. Yeah, yeah, you can definitely relate to that. It makes. And I think when you can talk about it, though, talk to someone or talk about it with friends or whatever way you do it, when you make sense of it, it almost you kind of feel like, okay, 
I'm not going mental. I'm not mad. Yeah, yeah, yeah no. And then actually, okay, right. That's all right. That's that. Yeah. And, you, and then you can work on it. But until before that, you think you're convinced you're mental or you're going to do something stupid or you just don't get it. I just think, I just felt like, what it's the hell? It's like some of the things we've spoken about on here that like we potentially would have carried around for our whole lives. Mm. And then mm. just like, that's the reason why we're doing this in the hope that someone might hear it and go, even mm. if like you've just heard like one little percent out of what we've been speaking about today. And it's like, oh yeah, I've felt but like But those that. things you carry around with you all your life, you carry them around for so long that they become true. Yeah. yeah. They're but they're script. not. Yeah. You know, well, like it's just because it's been there 20 years and you're like, well, it must be true. Yeah, yeah you, definitely. You know, like we talk about the war, it must be true. Mm. And it's like, because I've had it for so long. Definitely. But like, quite often, no, you've just fabricated it in your own mind to deal with something. Well, that's the thing with CBT is about core beliefs and... Yeah, your core beliefs come in, and they, I they struggle be, with core beliefs. Yeah, and they could be—they're com completely not right, but they're your core beliefs, and that's what carries you those first few. That's what years. gets you through. Yeah, yeah. and then and then are, are you—they're wrong. Yeah. Wow. That's yeah. I fucking hated core beliefs. Yeah. Yeah. And I did. I did core like I've had CVT a few times, and uh, I always really struggled with it because it was like, oh, don't tell me about logic. Mm. Like I know logic, and then we got on the core beliefs, and it was like, "What are your core beliefs?" And like, oh, that's what's fascinating know. about the whole counselling world, though. Like Kate's obviously studied it, mm. and she's integrative, so she knows a few different theories. But like, there's no one stop shop because all humanity is different. All <laughs> yeah, of the yeah, not solutions, but all of the uh, practices are different as well. And the, the book I was reading by Strymon about a depression is that we we are no further ahead yeah. from a hundred years ago yeah. as to understanding why people are depressed and God, what to do about it. Yeah, yeah. But there's no, they, they, we are no further ahead. Like you think, uh, you know, Freud and Jung. They had some good ideas, but actually, we're no further ahead. Yeah, no, we don't actually know. We don't yeah. actually know. We yeah. don't know why. We don't actually know how to deal with it. We have a number of different drugs that you could take, yeah. um, but we don't know what one works. We don't know why one works, and we don't know uh, if that one works better than that one. When you think we about don't it, know. Like, no. a lot of other sciences, people like and the origins of sciences like Freud and Jung, they. We would a lot of it would have been discounted by now. The problem That's still is like with, such with a most, big part of the with, with most ologies, um, they can all be uh, disreputed. Basically, yeah. Yeah. it's very very hard to say one's right and one's not. Um, Freud was pretty clever. Yeah. Because he he basically went, "Oh, that's your parents." Yeah, and like, yeah, I find, I think that's quite hard yeah, to argue with. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, we don't know. We don't know. Yeah, no, you're right. Fascinating stuff. Yeah. Mm. Oh. Told you, didn't I? That, we don't, but we don't fucking know. No. And like, we don't know why. You, you, and everyone's depression is different. Yeah. Everyone's mental health is different. There's there's no way. Um, I, I think you can kind of, when, once you start digging, you can start to make sense as to why. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But we can't make much more sense than that. No, no. no. It's crazy, Al. It is. Mate, thanks for coming in and Thank seeing us. Thank you very us. much. I really appreciate Great. it. Yeah, it been brilliant. I told you you'd have loads to talk about. Yeah. Yeah, I've really enjoyed it. Yeah. I thought I made a friend. Definitely. Yeah, I told you, didn't I, mate? All good. Thanks again, mate. Love Thank you loads. And uh, catch you soon. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.
Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.